Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me is my co-host, Shawnee. Hello, Shawnee, and happy holidays. Happy holidays, Bridget. We're rounding out this year, and it feels good. It feels good. 2022, that's my year. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. You guys, this is our last episode of 2021 that we're recording. And then their next episode is the RAG Awards. How excited Woo-hoo. are you for the RAG Awards? Super excited. Wait, wait. Before we started this podcast, did you say it was 60 degrees where you are today? Yeah, 60 degrees in Chicago okay, today. So or 55 brain, or something in Chicago. It's so my hot. Brain, my brain Super registered weird. that like totally differently. Like we said, 60. My brain was like, yeah, so cold, so cold. Like it's yeah, just no. now hitting me that you were like saying like, oh, what a warm day. And I was Such thinking just now, it was 50 degrees today in California. I don't know how it was colder here. I know, dude. It was like there. damp. It felt like balmy. It was very strange and did not feel at all like Christmas. And my dad's in Lake Tahoe and then he sent me a picture. He's like, it snowed two feet today. And there's like snow everywhere. And it looks like a winter wonderland. And I was jealous. <laughs> but I am going there in a few weeks after I see you in LA in a few weeks. So that'll be nice. Sweet. Yeah, I got my skis. Well, I'm ready for the winter. Oh my god, I didn't even say. You should come up to Tahoe if you want to while I'm there. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I would do that. Yeah. That sounds nice. Um, today we're talking about A Very Merry and Christmas by Lucy Lennox. If you guys remember last year, we read the Licking Thicket series by Lucy Lennox and May Archer and interviewed Lucy Lennox and May Archer and it was such a fun interview. If you guys did not check that out, make sure that you go back. I believe it was last November 2020. And... Lucy was kind enough to send me a delightful little swag set for you guys. So it includes her latest book, which is called Hostile Takeover, which is a male male romance, enemies to lovers. I already read it, of course, as you guys know. And it was really, really good, and I really enjoyed it. And she also sent me, like, the most adorable little bottle of hand sanitizer and a pen and some stickers. So it's like a little swag set up. So go over to Instagram, and we are going to be giving that away today. So make sure you go and enter, and I will send them out after Christmas. And it'll be like a little New Year's present to yourself. So make sure you go over there, Instagram, romance at a glance, and enter to win a Lucy Lennox book. Yeah, don't miss out. Get that swag. I love Lucy Lennox. I know, I do too. Seriously, I was thinking back to her her interview and how open she was also about making money and I really appreciated that because a lot of people don't like to talk about money. As you know, I like to talk about money because I think it's really important and I loved that she was talking all about it and also that her and May Archer had like the cutest friendship of all time. I thought it was just <laughs> Shani, do we have any other like things that we need to update the folk on before the rag wards? Do we have new patrons we need to call out? Do we have any things that we need to say to the folk? I mean, you know, when you get freaky this cuddling season, make sure you use protection. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no. <laughs> Hilarious. Or if you're using your books for fun, may your books be your lover and your hand best friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash it before you start shaking hands. Sometimes I think about that when I like look at my book shelf or my Kindle or anything like that. And I'm like, or like you're sitting in your favorite chair, you know, that you like to sit in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're like, probably nobody should sit in this chair but me. This is my chair. This is, this is my, my chair. chair now. This is my chair now. <laughs> it's always so weird to me. Like, okay, so it's total tangent, but like I'm a... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a germaphobe, but I'm really close to that, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah, you like, guys, my cleaning lady cleaned the bathroom before Shawnee got there. She took a bath, and she's like, where are your cleaning products? And I was like, I mean, they're in the cabinet. The cleaning lady just came, though. She's like, oh, I'm going to clean up after myself. She, like, washed the bathtub after she took a bath, before she took another bath. I was like, okay, do you. I mean, here's the stuff. But they did just clean it with bleach, so I think it's fine. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's just, it's mentally, but I get it. I hear you. The one thing that I can't fathom, right? So like, if you're in your own home, you know, it's your own mess. It's a much more like, you know, like a forgivable situation. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and generally when I go to like people's houses, I'm way less like, like, you know, let it go. But the, the dungeon place that I used to go for my kink classes they used to have like furniture that was made out of like a I don't know velvet hardest material. Did you bring and your own? Did you bring your own little blanket to sit on? 
Yeah, like a towel. I used to bring a, I used to bring a towel every time because, um, or I used to sit. They they had like these chairs that were stacked in the corner that were made out of like some fake leathery type mm-hmm. thing that you could that you could wipe off. So mm-hmm. I used to like bring a spray and wipe and either and like usually grab those chairs. But I could not understand how anybody could sit on all the on the couches and the ottomans and stuff and all that velvet stuff. You could clearly see like stuff on the couches but I had never been to a play party so every time I had gone people had their clothes on but I just imagined in my mind that you know people were sitting on this without clothes but when I went to my first play party I didn't have to imagine anymore I could see people just clearly sitting on everything and I was like there's no way to clean this in a way that's sufficient yeah for other people to be sitting on this I don't understand it I still don't get it to this day I I don't get it (laughs) yeah I mean honestly like the (laughs) this is maybe TMI but not for you guys so do you know when people have anal sex but then they give a blowjob I've Uh never understood that because I understand that (laughs) it's not (laughs) poop on there necessarily but <laughs> like you said I just mentally like can't get over uh, it not in that direction so like I, I can I, I don't go mind I don't mouth. and like weirdly I don't mind like blowjob to kissing fine with like or like going down on me to kissing totally fine with not a big deal at all to me but I'm like and maybe it's because, like, as a as a child, your parents like fear monger you, like you're gonna get pink eye and die, like don't don't touch your butt, ah, those strips on your butt, I'll kill you. And so, like, maybe it's like the mental like load of like all the years of someone just telling you not to do that. Because it's not that I won't put something in my butt, because I will and I have and I enjoy it. But I would never then put that item in my mouth. I would wash it and bleach. I would get some cleaning <laughs> supplies. I wouldn't bleach it because that's not good for your butt. But I would clean it thoroughly. Yeah. See, I think there's only one direction to anal. Like, there's no. It's, you, like, you there's no coming anal back and from then, that and for then me. Come back. It's a finishing move. It's a, fin- it's a finisher. It's the finisher. <laughs> it's a finisher. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. you know, and then like not to yuck anyone's yum. If that's your thing, you no. You if that's go, your kink you, or your you thing, you or and the shit out of that. What? Well, let me tell and like you. for some people, I think some people probably don't even think about it. Like it doesn't even phase them. Just like oh, yeah, some people, when they go to your kink class, sit on the couch. It literally would not even cross their mind to not sit on the couch. <laughs> and so I get both sides of it. I do. I get it. I mean, I had a very very erotic time in many hostels across the world so I understand like it's not always the cleanest however it's just how I feel yeah. <laughs> I, you know I agree with you uh, on this we are one accord on this we are one <laughs> on this we are one <laughs> actually speaking of like a whole lot of messiness there was a whole lot of messiness in this book that I enjoyed yes <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, let's get it popping because there is a lot of fun things to talk about, as always, in the Lucy Lennox book. So let's get those shit popping. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, you guys, as I said, we're talking about A Very Merry Christmas by Lucy Lennox, book number seven of the Maid Marian series. Now, I will say that there were a couple group scenes, especially at the beginning of the book, where if you haven't read the previous books, you might kind of be like, what the fuck's going on? Because there's a lot of couples. Um, However, the main couple of this book aren't really related to the other ones, so you don't actually need to read the other ones to read this one. It can stand alone. Um, I think if you had read the other ones, you might have a little few other moments where you're like, oh, that's so funny that it's AJ saying that because in his book, I know XYZ about AJ. So there might have been some a little bit more depth in the group scenes, but the main romance between Luke and Noah is not related to the other people. And so it does stand alone. Um, It is contemporary romance, male, male romance, queer romance. Um, What did you think about the audiobook before we get too far? Uh, I thought the audiobook was really good. It was Michael Dean. He did a good job. Nothing too crazy to write home about, but solid. Nice. Solid. Solid. I thought the Christmas cover gave me, like, the vibes of exactly what I was getting. He was, like, 
a not he was good looking but not like jacked or shirtless or like whatever yeah. like he was very cute looking there was a christmas tree the colors were nice so i was like okay this is gonna be a christmas romance it's not gonna be super dark it's not gonna be super angsty it's not gonna be like like an intense read i need to prep for um and i feel like i got that so i i agree with everything you said except for a personal preference of mine yeah. so he, the the guy on the cover just looks a little too young for me. Mm. Like he does look he young. Just, That's what I meant. He looks like sweet. Like he looks like yeah. he's like twenty four as opposed to twenty eight. Like he's supposed yeah, to. Yeah. Like for me, he feels very seventeen, and so it's hard for me to get the sexy. It's like what you know when the Jonas Brothers tried to grow up and get hot and sexy, especially the the youngest one. When he came out with jealous, I mean, he is kind of hot now. Well, but it was this when was he the first, first tried, it wasn't working. Yeah, but now he that he's a grown out, man, it's working. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think it was the one he was like, still yeah. get jealous. That was his like yeah. solo when he came out. And yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of that. Like, it's just a little too young yeah. for me in the cover. Yeah. I hear that. I actually didn't really. I read it on Kindle, so I had to like go back and look at the Christmas covers when we wrote this. <laughs> but had I been staring at it before I read this book, I would have been like, oh, he is kind of young. He very so, much uh, looks like a kid I babysat one time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> All right, let me hit you with a quick synopsis. So Noah right. moves from his small town, Canada, to his dream city of San Francisco. And while waiting for his RN degree to transfer, he is crashing with his older brother's best friend and his childhood crush, Luke, who is a lawyer. And he is doing direct sales of, surprise, sex toys. He meets the Marion clan during his first party, and they basically adopt him, make it their mission to find him love and set him up on a bunch of blind dates, one of which happens to be with Luke. I think the premise of this book is really good. I don't think we've really done any childhood friends to lovers. We have, but never for guys. I, I realized that when we were reading it because I was like, man, is this a double standard in my own brain? Because we've read plenty of like, this is this girl has been, you know, vying after her friend's older brother and they've known each yeah. other for years and that sort of thing. So we've had this exact scenario, but just like heterosexual. Um, is it crazy book, that I literally cannot it, recall a single book we've done that we've talked about this? I'm not doubting you. I'm just like, I, I'm drawing a fucking blank. No, because Bridget, you know how many books yeah, we have Yeah, it's like read? over 100 like, now. Yeah. I, don't, I think it fades, but I, I specifically know like in historicals, this scenario happens yeah, yeah, yeah. all the for time. Sure. All the time. And so like, but it was weird for me in this book specifically because I felt some kind of way about it. But not necessarily because he was the younger brother. I actually think it had to do with the how young they made me feel like he was in the book. He's the little brother. Like every time Luke kept being like, "Oh, Noah's such a baby. He's such well, a well." I like I liked that while, like, his coworker called him out on that. So she's like, oh, what? And he's like, oh, his little brother. Oh, so he just got out of college. And he's like, no, he's twenty eight. And she's like, why are you calling him little then? He's a grown man. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. And also, Noah called him out on that, too. Because I think had no one ever called Luke out on that, I think that would have totally ruined it for me. But I liked that a bunch of people were like, yeah. he's not little. He's a grown man. And he's hot as hell. And, like, yeah. it's you're, you're the one who keeps saying that he's little. You're the one who keeps saying that he's, like, he's not. He's 28. Um, but I agree yeah. I agree with you. Like, he in Luke's mind, he, I think he was trying to keep him in that little brother box so that he didn't cross a line he felt like he shouldn't cross. Well, I'm going to tell you, when they crossed the I line, was happy. I was happy. I was like, cross, cross the, the line. line. Cross the Get line. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite things about Lucy's books um, are how well she melds the sweetness with the steam. Because I feel like a lot of authors write the sweetness really well and the romanticism and the feels really well. And a lot of authors write the steam really well. And one of the things I like the most about her is that she has a scene like the first time they hook up and Luke is saying something like, um, you're mine now. Tell me you're mine. And Noah says, you're mine. And like giggles at him. And Luke is like, ha ha. And he's <laughs> like, and no. And then Noah says like, I'm also like, you're mine and I'm yours or something like that. But I like that. She's so good at like interspersing levity and like personality and, and sort of cuteness into what is incredibly hot and descriptive. 
And I really like that about the sex scenes that she writes. I think you're totally correct. I th- she does a really good job. This book was really was had like yeah. really sweet moments. Also, like the cast of characters, I think I think lends itself to the yeah. sweetness of it all. Um, I do. I would say that in this book, I wish that there had been some other outside force that stopped them from being together. Maybe mm. part of the way, other other I than agree. Luke just being in his own head going like oh i can't use my little brother oh wait we can't oh wait we can't oh wait we can't had found out and been mad or something yeah yeah like if noah's brother was like absolutely not i'm not for this like that that would yeah because his brother comes to visit at one point and actually brings noah's ex yeah and but i was like oh maybe he'll stay for a while and then that'll be like a cock block between them they have to see each other, but they can't be together because yeah. the brother's there. Or the brother doesn't want them to be together or whatever. But it really wasn't because like something because when, like, so okay. Oh. For, we're skipping towards like close to the end, but anyway. So his brother brings his ex, and he left his ex and literally left a note on the counter because he heard his ex <laughs> talking to his friends and being like, "Oh, like you should see him. He like cooks, he cleans for me. He like and he was like describing all the sex acts and stuff like that. And he was like, "Fuck this dude. I don't even want to live here. And I've kind of gotten like." you know, like trapped how a lot of people do where it's like, oh, we're dating. Oh, well, we moved in. Oh, well, this is all kind of happening to me versus being a choice. Yeah. And I love that he was like, mm, no, this is not my future. and just left. But then his brother left. Granted, yeah. it is his brother's brother-in-law, but brings him out because he's like, well, I don't know why you broke up. And I do like that he calls his brother on it. And he's like, it doesn't need to, you don't need to know why. It's over. Yeah. You should not have brought him. This is incredibly uncool. And you need to take his ass out of here. <laughs> And that's final. And then he's like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going after Luke. And he's like, and his brother's like not mad about it. He's just like, he's like more worried. Like, oh, well, like, I don't want you to waste all your time, like loving him from afar, like you've been doing. And I was like, cool. It's my decision to make. So back the fuck off. Yeah. First of all, just, just that his brother brought the ex. I like, when that happened, I was just kind of like. It was yeah. very painful. It was like a very, very yeah. painful thing to read because, like, n- under no circumstances under would my no sister, without well, calling me, like, bring my ex somewhere. They might have called you and said, "Hey, your ex, who is my brother-in-law and the brother of my spouse, yeah. has been at our house crying. He's devastated, so heartbroken, doesn't know what happened." Do you want to see him? What ha- Like he, I feel like they would have communicated with you first. And even I thought it was weird because yes. his brother called Luke. So remember when the family dog dies? His brother calls Luke to see how yeah. he is instead of calling him, which I thought was a little strange. Yeah. Is there was it was yeah. it was just a little strange. Now it, and honestly, it could have easily been explained away, right? By like, oh, I have like fifteen missed calls right. from my brother, you know, so that you know they right. didn't get in touch. But like just. To just, like, pop over. Yeah, and not even pop over, like, oh, we drove two hours. It's like, they flew from fucking Canada to America. (laughs) And, like, Like, the the boondocks of Canada. (laughs) Not like, oh, oh, I was just in Vancouver and popped over to San Francisco. No, like, these mofos are in the middle near Edmonton. And, yeah, no. No, thank you. His brother got a one star from me. His bro got a one star. I can tell you that. Um, Total... I think actually one of my main... Okay, so, like, I thought the... One of the things I liked about the book and about Noah was that he... So he doesn't realize he's going to be selling sex toys. Shows up at this, you know, his job, and it is him doing direct sales and doing sex toy parties. And I really like two things about it. One is that he, like, realized it was ridiculous but embraced it and, like, was like, you know what? I'm going to have some fun, and I'm going to do it. And also, when he had the sex toy party with the Marion's family, who he didn't know... When they were like, hey, yeah. we're going to be your friend and we're going to introduce you to people and set you up. He wasn't like, no, 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 I don't want to. No, 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 I shouldn't. He was like, you know what? I'm in a new city. I want to meet people. I want to make friends. So even if these people aren't love connections, like these people could be my friends. Like like we're going to run in the same yeah. circles. Like I want to be out on the scene. I want to you know, do things. And yeah. I thought that was one of the most like <laughs> nice things about his character. He's like hopeful and like open to the experience of living in a new place because like for me that's one of the hardest things of like go you know moving to a new place is like you have to like be out there all the time and I liked that he was open to that I wish that Luke was more 
like you said, like the only obstacle in his mind was that it was his little brother. Like, I wish there was something else going yeah. on where it's like, oh, no, it's going on all these dates, but he's like working crazy hours and he has to choose between his job and Noah or something. Like, I wish there was some other thing. You know, oh, you know what? It could be like, it could have also been like something where it was slightly messier. I don't know if we would have accepted this scenario or not, but in the beginning of the book, he had left his partner. What if they weren't actually mm. like totally mm-hmm. broken up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it was like a lingering thing where, where then Luke was like, I don't want to step on those toes. Also, mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of the drama. And so he then they could have had a very big tension thing. And then they could have broken up mid-book. Right. And then or it, or it could have just been a misunderstanding. Like Luke thought they were still together. Like it didn't even have to be like they were actually yeah. together. He could have just been like, "Hey, are you should you be going on dates?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't see a problem with it. Like it's fine." Yeah, yeah. I, in yeah. general, I think like Luke, Luke for me, like I feel like could have been a real sexy like sort of daddy character because he really wanted to like take care of Noah and like throughout the book, it's like there were multiple things described where Noah came home and he was tired and Luke was like, Hey, I made you your favorite food. Like, let's watch a movie that you want to watch and cuddle. Also that cuddling scene. I was like, mama likes a cuddle from behind. I have a very sensitive neck. (laughs) I like it to be kissed while I'm watching television. I like, I like the peen to be ground against my bootay while I'm watching things (laughs) so that I can enjoy that. I was into that scene. I was into it. (laughs) What did you think about, because this would have made me so mad. What did you think about him answering the phone while they were about to go to Pound Town? Because that for me, I would have been I didn't didn't like that. I think Noah is appropriately mad, but I would have been soups mad. If it's 2 a.m. and it's, like, your mom calling, like, okay, somebody died. Like, okay, that's a problem. But it's, like... Well, you know when you see the caller ID. If it's, like, 8 p.m. and and you don't need to answer that phone, they will call back if it's an emergency. I I remember when my partner and I first got together. So he does things, some things that are, like, socially not... I I would say not acceptable or just, like, not the norms, right? If you're, if you're, if he's got to go to the bathroom and you're mid conversation, he just turns and goes to the bathroom. Like you don't even, you're just talking to him and you can go, okay, we're that, you know? And he doesn't, it doesn't register to him. Like you should just be like, Hey, give me a second. Yeah. And then like go, um, same thing with like phone calls. So you could be like mid conversation and someone calls and he picks up the phone. Right. And, and so it wasn't until like, like he had done that a couple of times where I was like, yo, why? Like, I don't understand. Why are you prioritizing the phone call over our conversation? And he was like, oh, well, someone's calling. It's like a thing that has to, like, a, a, a right. to be done. Like, they can leave a message. And I was, that's why I was like, I was like, they can leave a message. We can finish. Or you can say, I really need to take this. Let, let's right. reconvene right. or whatever. But, like, I don't know if nobody had ever said this to him, you know? I was like, it's like the equivalent of, like, if we're having a conversation, someone comes, walks up to me, and I just turn and just stop talking right. to you entirely. And, he, yeah. and that was, it took him a minute to be like, Yeah, oh, it's like when you're in an you L.A. party like and it, you're like, oh, that other person is looking for someone cooler to talk to or someone more connected or more of a digital yes. following or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? And so, and that's just an irregular occurrence. If we're about to get down and dirty and someone calls and you pick that shit up, I mean, you're going to be frostbitten for like the next few weeks. I mean, it gonna, mm-hmm. they ain't going to be nothing. Yeah, no, you're in big trouble. <laughs> nothing going down. You're in big trouble. <laughs> Like, the only time, uh, I mean, maybe it's happened and I just don't remember it. Like, post-coitus, I'm fine with it. Like, if you want to, if we're, like, lounging in bed and someone calls you, like, and the vibe is, like, not like, oh, we're in an intimate, like, super intense moment. Sure, do you. Like, I've answered the phone after and had a jolly old time. But, like, yeah, if we're about to go to Pound Town and I'm about to get that good D and then you're like, okay, let me just answer this phone call. It's your I don't even care who it is. Because honestly, if it's an emergency, they will call you back. But, you know, Bridge, so I enjoy, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like an exhibitionist or whatever, but I enjoy a little play. So sometimes like when my, when my partner's on the phone, 
I'll start fucking sure, with sure, him, sure. you know, playing around and stuff. And you just play that game sure, of sure, sure. you gotta be quiet. But that's you know different. I mean? Or like that doesn't that, kill the mood. I that's know, no, like totally, that's like totally a starting different. the mood. That well, yeah. But that's what I'm talking. Sure. That's what I'm talking about, right? So in that in that moment, he had the opportunity to like kind of tell him like shh. You sure. Know, pick up the phone. Sure, but sure, keep sure. On like going. suck this dick while and I that, talk to the phone. That would have been sexy. Sure. Like had it been someone from yes, work and he was like, "Get on this while I'm talking about my case." Like that would have been hot as hell. Not the mm-hmm. book that we read. That would have been, been like, a totally nobody told you book, to stop. But that would have been hot as hell for sure. Yes, for sure, for sure. That would have been hot as hell. Yeah, saying. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been <laughs> mad at it. Um, okay, so let me think about other things that happened. So, I, I mean, in general, I also feel like I at least I tried to be a very welcoming person and like open to different things. So I really liked that the family was like, come to Christmas with us, like come to all these events. Cause I feel like a lot of people get really comfortable with their friends or their family. And then they like think about inviting people who are new or outsiders, quote unquote. And, but then they don't or the invitation they extend is like super, Oh, well you could come like super last minute. And I really liked that, even though they made it like a funny bet within the family, I really liked that they were like, no, he's great. He's really cute. He's new. Like, let's make it so he's not alone. Like, let's bring him into the fold. And I really liked that because I I would desire that for my own life. And I try to do that to people that I like meet. Like, if they don't have somewhere to go, I'm like, yo, come to our house. Like, hell yeah. Um Anyways, I like that. I uh, I am the complete opposite of that. <laughs> I am the complete opposite, but I'm like, don't invite extra people to my house. Don't, don't. This holiday season is gonna be you, me, and the turtle. Not yeah, I'm no definitely way. a Morris Marrier kind of person. That's for sure. For for it, it was actually funny for for Thanksgiving. I accidentally ordered like a whole Thanksgiving meal, not because. I remembered that it was Thanksgiving. I think you reminded me. I ordered um, this whole Thanksgiving meal so that I could have food for the next two weeks that was, like, Uh gluten-free and vegan. And I just so happened to order it two days Uh before Thanksgiving. And so, and you were like, I was like, oh, yeah, next week I'll think about it. And you're like, Shawnee, Thanksgiving's in two days. like, we could talk Thursday. And I was like, I have plans. (laughs) I was like, ugh. So, so a couple of friends of mine in L.A., um, who I know specifically don't have anywhere to go or anything for Thanksgiving, I was like, hey, I will have food on Thursday. It's definitely not Thanksgiving, but you and we're definitely going to be doing nothing. If you would like to come over and do nothing with food, you can come do that. <laughs> like that, that was the invitation I gave to like two of my friends. You can come over and do nothing with some yeah, food. Yeah, meanwhile, I had my <laughs> neighbor <is> over <laughs> and her family and her husband's in-laws and... <sighs> For Thanksgiving, it was great. I loved it. The, you know the life like um, when you moved to Chicago, which I love this for you because you are that kind of person where you like you love the like a lot of people, but you grew up like having a lot of yeah. people come over your house and whatever. I grew up, I grew up like that too, except for like most of the people who came right. over were family members, and then and then the people who other people who came over we hated. They were like my mom's friends from church and they were right. weird and creepy right. and they were like, they, they crossed sure. boundaries, you know? So I generally don't like a whole bunch of extra like scragglers and stuff. Also, I hate feeling like, uh, like people have, um, access to me or expectation. Right. So like if my neighbor is gets used to just popping up at my house, that would drive mm. me fucking nuts. I'm like, I don't want people to feel like they have mm. the access. If you see the rug, the rug outside my house right now says, did you call? <laughs> if you didn't call, you better not yeah. be here knocking on my door right now. I want. Yeah, mine says something like, come on and bring wine or something like that. <laughs> I think it says, come really in and chill. bring wine. I think that's what it says. <laughs> mine says, did you that's call hysterical. first? And it's like this black woman that's with an so afro. so funny, Johnny. I... Yeah, I mean, like, thank God my neighbor is not like that because my kids ask to see them every single day. And we see them, like, multiple times a week. And every day I tell my kids, you know what? We saw them the last three days. I think they probably need a break from us. My kids are like, no, we want to go see Miss Heather and Allie. And I'm like, Miss Heather and Allie probably want to have some quiet time away from a two- and four-year-old. They probably don't want to talk to you today. Yeah, no, I I mean, I think it's great. Like, especially I'm excited about 
the summertime because you know we have like our pond that we did so we can like splash around in it and swim a little and you know we'll have chickens by then and so I'm excited to have like people over yeah. like hey yeah like roll through the backyard on the weekend like we're always fucking out <laughs> come to come anytime we got <laughs> we got food we got snacks we got kids we got stuff to do we got alcohol whatever you want you know it's funny my sister my sister she's a lot like I am with very introverted people um, and she had a neighbor down the way who had like two kids and the kids would always show up at her house and the kids were bold so if the door was unlocked they walked right in and when and the oldest daughter would knock until you answered the door. I mean, she would knock for hours if you let her. Like that's yeah. like it wasn't like a one two knock yeah. and then I'll go off. So my sister had to come up with a system to teach the kids when it was okay to like come over. So they have like a flag system that if like if this flag is out in the yard, then it's cool. like kids can play and they mm-hmm. can come over. And if the flag's not that's there, hysterical. don't knock. Don't, don't. I feel like the only thing I'd be worried about is like that me and my husband are like, you know, like having a little flirt time in like a communal space. Not that we like, we don't like have sex in the middle of the day while our kids are home in communal spaces. But like, you know, we might be like making out in the kitchen or something or snuggling on the couch with like a little frolicking in there. And like, I wouldn't want like some random ass kids just like busting in the house. And I'm like, yo, my hand is down my husband's pants right now. You need to go. <laughs> you need to go knock on the door um, but yeah Yo, anyways a quick all. knock's but, all I need I do like I'm sure in- though once my kids are older and their friends are older like we won't be able to do that anymore because there will be kids like in and out and our kids won't be like as contained because now they're so young that it's yeah. like pretty easy to oh like it's bedtime and you're asleep okay well like you're gonna be fucking asleep for the next twelve hours because that's just the age you are whereas like when they're older and yeah. like have sleepovers and like everyone's like giggling in their room till ten p.m. or whatever um, maybe we'll have to change our behaviors or meet in the pantry <laughs> shoot your bedroom was our like bedroom a sweet oh, dude our bedroom is. <laughs> Our bedroom still has no furniture, Johnny. It's still too large. All right, let's circle back to the bedroom of this book. So circle what back. was your favorite sex scene of the sex scenes that they had? Because they had a few, and they were Well, spicy. Let, me just, let, let me just read you my favorite uh, line of, of the book. Oh, she's going into Bridget's Sexy Corner. Bridget's Sexy Corner. Let me just enter your, yes, your sexy please. corner it's for been a, a minute here. You know, Bridget, as I was okay. writing my favorite quote, I was like, man, it's been a while since I've been in Bridget's Sexy Corner. I don't know if it's been like my mood you or it. the books we've been reading or something, but I really feel like at the beginning of the year, I was in the sexy corner every week. The dark romance season, I was in yes. the sexy, I was in dark the sexy romance. corner, Shawnee. And then I feel like we went through like <laughs> fantasy. I you didn't, didn't want to leave, leave the, I corner, the sexy man. corner. It was a lovely place to be. I was enjoying it. Um, also, before you say your quote, I cannot even believe that dark romance okay. was this calendar year. Like so much has happened since that season. I have literally sold a house, bought a house, moved across the country, like enrolled my children in <laughs> school, disenrolled them, enrolled them in a new school. Like it's mind boggling that we are just like one calendar year away is bananas to me. Yeah. It's it's weird. There's been that I feel like these last two years have just been so weird time So weird. And like time, time yes, warp wise, it's been very odd. Okay, keep going. Um, but let me take me, you, take me, me to let me let me take I, a deep breath. <gasps> okay, take me to it. Take me there, Shawnee. <laughs> this is, you're gonna know exactly why I love this mm-hmm. this quote when I read it. Okay, his cum went fucking everywhere on his chest, on my chin, on his shoulder, and finally the last bit dribbled onto my hand, and I brought it up to my mouth without thinking. One taste of his salty fluid. Oh! I was like, oh! Is that who is, is it salty? salty? Is it salty? Dude, is it? What does it taste like? Talk Describe about it. it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Shawnee, oh my God, now I can't remember what book it was. I just read a book. I will find you the name. And they had sex, and he was really into... So he would, like, go down on her, and then he would like slide his body or they would fuck and then like her, his cum would be dribbling out of her and then he would slide his body through it so he was like covered in 
her and him and like one of the times she was riding him so then or like they were having sex and then he like rolled over so she was kind of like resting on top of him afterwards and she started grinding on his stomach and chest to like rub it all on him and I was like this is a shiny book if I have ever heard one (laughs) I like it I mean just when you ejaculate it's not the end of the party I mean there's so so much to play (laughs) taste it love it rub it you know what I'm saying (laughs) that's good okay well I'll skip to Bridget's sexy corner too and then we'll take a quick break so my sexy corner um was actually of course a funny corner because this is Lucy Lennox. So Noah was a little tipsy and this is what his internal monologue was. Luke is so fucking hot. So fucking hot and smart and successful. I said some more. I wish I could lick him. What if I licked him? I wonder if he'd freak out. He's probably majorly going to freak out. No one wanted to get sex licked by someone who thought of this as their baby brother. But what if it was just a tiny sex lick? Like teeny teeny itty bitty sex lick. <laughs> I was laughing so hard because I was like, I have had that exact same mental thought while drunk. Like, but what if it's just like a little taste? What if it's just like a little, like they're not even going to notice or mind. It's going to be totally fine. I'm just going to take, what if they just take a little bite? Just a little bite. You know what I mean? Yo, the, you know what the, what the best and worst time is? So I get stuck in these like little sex fantasy loops all the time. Like, I'll see somebody that I find super attractive or whatever. And then, so I'll look at them, but I don't realize that I'm still Mm. looking at them, right? I'm just dead staring, but I've entered into my brain and I'm into my fantasies fully at this point, not realizing that I'm just dead staring at them or I'm just looking them up and down, right? And it's always, there's always this moment where you kind of come back into your body and you catch their eyes, and they catch your eyes, and they give you this look because they know you just been. <laughs> and you'd be like, <laughs> about <Ooh>. face. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That shit happens all the time. I swear. I like, I'm trying to train myself to stop, like, staring at a person when I enter these little moments. Like, look down, Shani, look anywhere else. <laughs> I'm not dead, man. I'm not dead. And people out there be fine. And I swear to God, man, like, it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, even like the, the cover of this book, the the guy looks mad right. young to me. So it's like, it's really hard, hard for me to find the sexy. Also, I like, I like real testosterone type guys. I like guys who can grow full beards or something about it. Yeah. But like sure. in the last year or so, these BTS boys really been making me question everything I felt about my sexuality. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, don't we all love testosterone, Johnny? Let's take a quick break and go to our ratings. All right. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. Alrighty, Johnny, let's hear your rating for Noah. Well, Noah, who I called Make a Boy with Toys... Um, I gave Noah a four because I really <laughs> felt that Noah knew what he wanted and went after what he wanted and he wasn't pussyfooting around it. Okay. He was like, mm, I want to break me off a piece of this tall, dark and handsome. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I respected him, respected Noah. <laughs> respected his husband. Yes. Yes. Um, I second that. I also like that he did not any take any shit from his ex and like drag that out. He was like, no, thank you. I left you on purpose. Goodbye. And stood up for himself with his brother and also with Luke. Um, and that he was so hopeful and open to his new suit, his new chosen city and, and making new friends and, and sort of being adopted by the Marion. You know, it's funny too. Like Noah didn't feel, um, like a caricature, right? Sometimes when you get like the strong character, they're like, uber strong like Noah felt like a soft human but who was establishing healthy boundaries and I like that about the the like the book and about Noah specifically yeah for sure 
Um, what did you give Luke? Mick lukewarm. I gave him, uh, I gave him a three because I really felt yeah. like he wasn't showing up for no other way. No one needed him to show up. I felt like Noah put Agreed. it all out on the line and Luke was pussyfooting around it. I felt like Luke really was going hemming and hawing back and forth. And all righty, Johnny. Let's like, hear your rating Noah says for he wants Noah. It, if Noah says he needs yes. it, it's toys. Yes. Also, um, it just struck Noah me in this exact really moment. That that one of the things that annoyed me was he sold he sex wanted, toys and, and then he, he wanted, used the like Hummer thing finger. on his finger yeah. early on but, when he was drunk. But then they never used any of the sex toys while they were fucking. They used the lube, but that was it. That's a waste. That's a Missed, Missed opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> they could have been doing so many things. He could have been using some dildos to like stretch but them out. They even, could have been doing they, butt plugs. They could have been doing the Hummer thing. They could have been doing listen, so many Bridget, things, this Johnny. This is what I think would have been really hot, right? So let's pretend Tell that me. Luke, right, never used sex toys. Because there's a lot of people who go through life never using right. sex toys. So Noah has a very yeah. intimate knowledge of how they are used because he teaches. So it would have been really right. nice to get like a tutorial where Noah is teaching or, Luke how to use it while they are banging. <laughs> or even Luke, even though Noah knows how they're used, he's never used them actually Ooh. in sex. So then Luke is introducing him to like the actual use. Like he knows like literally how to work oh, them yeah. for the demo, but he's never had them yeah, in his body. I, like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I like this. I'm picking it up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. In either direction, I'm okay with it. I think in this case, Noah's probably like the more sheltered one because he lives in the middle of nowhere, Canada. You know what I always remember is like, because um, uh, I went to school with all chefs. And so they used to have the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. And then they used to have all these classes and stuff. And they used to say like, don't, um, like these really good chefs would say like, don't put anything on the plate that's not edible. Right? Or that's not like... That's not cohesive with the overall thing that's on the plate. And I kind of think, I think about that in right. terms of books. Everything you introduce into the book should be used. Like, you're going to kill the animal, use everything. So right. if you make somebody, like, a sex toy seller, then that should come up right. specifically in that, in the story. Like, that, like you right. know what I mean? And it does, it does come up a fair, it just doesn't come up in their sex life, but it does come up, like... No, it, when he's going on that one date and then the guy starts like getting all aggressive yeah. and hitting on him, it does. Well, it comes so, up in terms I agree of with like you, he's embarrassed about it or they talk about right. it. But again, it's right. like my friend who put right. the, the, the couple, she, you know, with the BTS fan fiction, she's like, oh, they're having sex in a bakery. She's a baker, but they go in the back and have sex and never interact with any food or countertops right. or whatever. And I'm like, that right. is a waste of material. Yeah, there should yes. be chocolate sauce drizzled all over body parts. All, you know, and absolutely. So I feel like I feel like in a book where se- it's about sex. It's a book about sex. Let's not lie to each other. And it's and they right. sell sex toys. There should be a whole lot of sex toy action in this book. At you know, at least 100%. one. God damn it! At least. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! At least I, I, uh, one. I God damn it! it. I support it. <laughs> at least one dildo. God damn it! Uh, they didn't even. They um, some some cock and ball torture. They could have done some. They could have you know done saying? so many Little things. Vibration in the booty hole. You know what so mm. I wanted him to do the hum because he did the Hummer thing yeah. on his finger. So I wanted that to like circle back. They did. He could even the have loop, put it in his like, mouth like a fake like blowjob while he's doing a real blowjob. Like some other stuff. You know, stuff could happen. Yes, he could have done a lot of things. Okay, so I'm gonna read you my favorite review. I actually had two. Okay. One's really short. So one was from Denise H. on Goodreads, and she said, cheerful, funny, warm, sexy. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> that does describe the book in four words. But then the other review was from bookreader87, Amanda. Um, and she said, surprisingly, the best parts of the story was when there weren't any Marians involved. Don't get me wrong, I adore most of the Marians. But I think Luke and Noah could have carried this story on their own. In fact, the Marian moments were more of an interruption than anything. Overall, the story between... Luke and Noah was enjoyable and cute. And I kind of agree because while I do enjoy a group scene, I enjoyed the Marians when they were interacting with Luke and or Noah in smaller numbers, like when they went out as just Mm -hmm. a couple versus like the huge group scenes where it was a little overwhelming. And I imagine in audio, Mm -hmm. it was very overwhelming 
to know like who the fuck was talking about who. And then because we also haven't read this direct series first, um, you don't really have the context of like who all the brothers are to each other. What did you think? I 100% agree with with that review entirely. Um, in general, because, like, I, I understand that this book was written with this whole cast of characters and they got to all tramp through every book and stuff. But I, in general, I don't sure. like that when that happens in any book. Just because, like, you know, you, you write the whole Black Dagger Brotherhood doesn't mean every brother should show up in every book or that there should be. I think the only characters mm-hmm. that should come back from other books should be relevant to that to the movement mm. of that story. So if it's just that they're appearing mm-hmm. so you can so like fans can see their favorite person, I don't think that's enough to put them in a book. Um that's just my opinion yeah. on it. Uh so and I and I totally didn't know sometimes what was going on <laughs> with all the with all the characters. Yeah. Especially that opening scene, I was like, "Whoa, there's yeah. a lot of fucking people in this and opening." And it becomes like scene. a whole lot of names and a whole lot of people to keep track of. But don't worry about it if you're reading this book. Don't worry about it because it's not super relevant to the main couple. So so I agree 100% with it. So it's okay. You don't need to know who they all are, basically. (laughs) If you haven't, if you're already deep into the Marion series, you already know who everyone is anyways. Good for you. And if you don't, don't worry about it too much because it doesn't really really matter. If they introduced it, if Lucy had introduced it into the book and just kind of gave like their names, if you're really interested, you can go read the other books. Every time they introduced a couple, yep. I knew that there was a book for that couple. Like, I was like, oh, I could probably go read the yep. book for that couple. And fans know that. So I mm-hmm. don't think you have to give too much or whatever. Um, yeah. So anyway, for sure. so my uh, review for this book, even though I didn't agree with her rating, but it it is how I felt after reading it. Um, so I gave the book specifically three stars. Um, and this okay. is from Rinky, who said... Uh, Wow, this was a good read up until the 45% mark and then went downhill for me. Luke just got on my nerves as he was too much of a little bitch emo. (laughs) I was like, she nailed it for me. I was like, come on, man, my dude, get it together. Um, Yeah. yeah. Come on, my dude. (laughs) Kept, uh, Kept making excuses, lame ones, and said one thing and did the other. I get that he had never been in love before, but he understood that He cared for Noah emotionally and even called him mine, but ran away with his tail between his legs and left Noah like a coward. And I was like, yeah, Mm. for me, I didn't like that. At the end when he left Noah, after Noah had specifically been like, yo, like, what are we going to do? He'd taken that time to set the boundary. This is what I want. What do you want? And then then honestly, Luke acted like the younger of the two to me. I'm like, you're, you were, are the yep. older of the two. I felt like there should have been a maturity there that wasn't there for me. He yep. turned into a bitch baby and yep. I... Or, or like, there should have been a confrontation. Like, the older brother's like, I can see what just happened. That you've been fucking my brother. And his brother should have, like, like been the instigator of him being like, look, I'm going to go because I don't want to get in between you and your brother. You need to sort some shit out. So I'm going to, like, your brother's so mad. I'm going to step yep. out for a bit. To let him calm down and you guys talk or whatever. Like there there had to be more of an instigator than like yeah. they showed up. Bye bye. Oh, I don't wanna get caught. I'm gonna go you, I'm gonna go to what, a hotel. You know what it is, I think for me. So like at the end of the book it re- was really hard for me when it came to Luke because there's certain things in life that I feel like show maturity. And there's certain things that yeah. show immaturity. So, like, I remember distinctly telling my sister, hey, if you're still lying to our parents about what you're doing in your life, that then you're still living in immaturity, right? Um, and to me, sure. as a 35-year-old man, and you fucking this boy, own it. Like, own it. Why are you hiding it? Why are you trying to be all weird about yeah. it? And do that, like, we're too old for that at 35. <laughs> that ship has sailed. So, for me, I needed Luke to boss up. To man up and be like, yo, we, like, I'm seeing your brother. This is what's happening. Or even talk to the brother and be like, hey, like, can I have your permission? I, I just want to have your blessing on this. Like, we already started dating. I don't know. I just wanted something a little bit more grown up from Luke other than running away. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was, like, wavering between a three and a four, and if you guys remember, like, I love some of Lucy's books. A bunch of fives, a bunch of fours. This one for me, and maybe it was just because of the, like, Christmassiness of the, like, everyone being together. Or maybe it was because of what you just said where it's like, 
I really wanted Luke to be like more with it. Um, I don't know. It's very hard because I do love the banter. I do love her sex scenes. I do love the sort of overarching. Like I smiled a bunch during the book. But like if I'm just looking at like the central romance, it's a three. If I'm looking maybe at like the cohesiveness of like the whole book and her writing style, it's maybe a four. It's like very tough I for think, me. I think, you know, like the one thing I say would edge it closer to a four is that Lucy Lennox knows how to write sex. And oh my and, god like that was when i was going back and yeah. forth about what like between three and a four because i was because i was yeah um i was like you know we always say like three stars book five star sex <laughs> yeah oh for sure yeah like if i was doing that it's like three star, star book sex. five star sex four star feels <laughs> like, like... Uh, that's what it was for me the core story itself was a little bit too drawn and whiny but um but the sex made up for um where i was yeah. like <laughs> dude i like i like a little begging i like the worshiping like when luke was mm-hmm. in the bedroom he was they worshiping that ass he was killing it yes yes yeah. yes yeah. yes i was into it i was into it taking him to pound town Yes, and it's been a while. I feel like it's been a while since we read a book where someone like really took someone to pound. I know. Down. I think we need to. I don't know why. Strangely, we've had a lot of books, even the ones where like we thought they would be sexier. We've had a lot of books this year, which we'll talk about in the raggies. But we had a lot of books this year that weren't super steamy, especially in the no, second half. I think it's we, like we overcorrected. We like did. the we first, the first half was so steamy, and we, we overcorrected. Flew too close to the sun, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> we got way too close to the sun in dark romance <laughs> except for that you guys i want to go back there like i think though we're gonna do i we haven't talked about this yet so i'm just like on the cuff giving shawnee some shit in real time so enjoy it so like i almost usually we do like sub genres per season but i almost want to just like do a season like just do like kind maybe like a yeah. trope so that we can have books from different genres or something. Like, I want to switch it up next year. So instead of doing, like, ten dark romances in a row, which is intensity and ten cities, like, we do, like, enemies to lovers and just choose, like, six books that are from, like, one could be historical, one could be whatever, and then we move on to, like, fake dating and do a few fake dating. But then maybe we'll get annoyed with fake dating. I don't know, Shawnee. I know ten dark romance was too many (laughs) in a row. Like, I think maybe five, I think ten like was four. a lot. I think like lot. segments of like four, because by the time I hit a fourth book in the same genre, I'm like pretty cooked on it. That's so, what yeah. I'm saying. So I'm like, maybe the trope is the way to go, because then we are reading in se- at least in separate genres, even though it's so the same I think trope. I would like to do I don't a know. season of pure audience voted books. Like, so we have no say in the books that happen. Like, it's good. Okay, it's loving it. Voted by our listeners, like pick, um, because maybe okay. maybe we'll read something that we were never, you know, that we might never have read otherwise, you know, because even though we we aggregate all of the you know all the recommendations people give us, at the end of the day, we do look through them, make sure like sure you know, we still choose the ones that we yeah, think we'll like the best. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, so it might be interesting to just read stuff that we have no, we act, absolutely do not. I mean, think. that's why we read Strange Love because it was the most requested book, and you're like, I don't know if I want to read this, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. We're doing <laughs> and that, that, was, that. was a good book. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it was a good book. I think we should do book. something like that too, because then we'll get a whole hodgepodge of a lot of different stuff. Um, and we might find yeah. some new author that we've. Never or we had. could just, or we could do like a season of just like mood reading, like. Like, as we go through the season, like, maybe not plan quite as far in yeah. advance. Or maybe, you know, instead of planning eight or ten books in advance, maybe we only plan three or four in advance. And then if you, like, see something and you're like, yo, I just saw this book cover that books looks great. Like, let's fucking read this next week. And, like, maybe mood read our way kind of through the through a season. That could be I, fun. I support it. I support it. Let's do it. Let's plan it. Let's plan it out. Let's plan it yeah. out. Y'all let, y'all let us know what okay. you want. What you want. What you want? Yes. If you guys have books, I know you guys have been like trickling in books and stuff, but if you have more stuff, like slide up in those DMs because I reply to everybody or comment on some of our, our, our Instagrams where, 
or TikToks where we are talking about book recommendations and asking for book recommendations because I do read everything and I do comment on everything. I will say I do not read everything on Twitter uh, or Facebook. So Instagram and TikTok is where I am living these days. So get in there, slide in them DMs or email us. Uh, podcast at romance at a glance dot com, and I read all the emails that you guys send in with recommendations yeah. as well. Yeah, all right, Bridget. This has been Shawnee. I feel like we did the damn did thing. Damn, we made we it. We did it. Closing out twenty twenty one on a high. <laughs> I like that high note. <laughs> Yo, thank you, well, thank you. I was singing with my kids today. I warmed up. <laughs> now we just got the raggies, man. We just got. Gotta just give yes. up. Yes. Dude, I'm stoked Yo, about the Raggies. You know, I love the Raggies. man. It's, it's been an interesting year. <laughs> it's been a real clusterfuck of hope and despair. <laughs> Every day I don't know what to wear. Am I in my sweatpants all day? Or can I leave my house? We, we don't know. It's a mix-up. All day. Am I wearing nothing or athleisure? Athleisure or nothing? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I know. You like to be like butt ass naked. I like to be like naked but underneath like a uh, maxi dress. (laughs) That's 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 very soft. People are here. Like if, um, if I am by myself or just with my partner. I don't like my raw, as you said, I like my bare ass just to be sitting on things all the time. Also, I feel like my boobs get sweaty, so I like to have something to tuck up under them titties titties in case my my titties get sweaty. So I got them big ass titties. To be, to, so like full disclosure, because I don't want anybody thinking I'm nasty in my house, I actually have stacks of towels by each couch or inside the ottoman. So if I actually sit on my couch naked, I always put down a towel or a blanket. I never sit on my couch bare ass because I don't, I personally don't yeah. think it's fair for people to come over to my house and sit on a couch that I know that I sat on with my juices. I just can't do that to people. I got, I, I have two rules <laughs> for, for my house. My okay? juices. You will have a clean place to sit and you will have a clean place to pee. That's all I can guarantee you, but that's that's what you get at my house. <laughs> and there will be and filtered then, water. Yes, and then I, I have a bougie lady drinks fridge that has a, any drink that you could want in there. Okay, that's that's it. Yes. That's the end yes. of my hospitality. That's it. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I don't, I just generally don't. Like, I like to be naked. I like to sleep naked. I sleep naked every night. But I don't like to be naked for the most part when I'm wandering around. Also because we have a lot of windows and I'm just not careful when I'm walking around the house. And so it's like a lot of thinking if I'm naked that I'm like, oh, can the neighbors see me? It's like the whole thing. So I prefer like a loose, soft maxi (laughs) dress that I can just throw on. Also though, Shawnee, I've been talking about this for years, as you know. Maybe our listeners don't. But... I would like to get breast reduction surgery. I've been thinking about it for a long time. And now that my children are no longer breastfeeding and I'm not having any more children, I'm like, they're still too young because you have to, like, not carry them around for, like, a month while that shit's healing. But I'm like, I think when Molly's, like, four, I could do it. But when you do... Because Kira will be six. Yes. And I think that they could both understand by then... I had surgery and like I can't pick you up because of that. I can Maybe guarantee you because Kira still likes to be carried sometimes. I can guarantee you at four they'll still want to be picked up. I would say wait till Molly's five, and then you have a much yeah. Kira likes yeah. to be carried because so, yeah. Um, Maybe five, but I would say that when you do get said surgery, call me so I'm gonna come up there so I can help you because that's a tough. I will. Those are those boob surgeries are tough. They're tough ones. They are tough. Yeah, because it's like you use your chest muscles yeah. for but then everything. You have, the, you have the drains. So, you have the ports, the drain ports on the side that have to be cleaned every day. You have it's it's a it's yes. a it's a process. Yes. Yeah, it's an intense it's yeah. an intense thing. But I also have ten pounds of boob, and so I am ready to have. You're one gonna love the itty bitty titty committee. You're gonna, you, <laughs> I am going to You're love gonna be wearing it. Bikinis. I know. I'm, I'm gonna buy you like one of those, those tiny little bikinis. I am gonna be wearing so many more slutty clothes than I do now. Because now, when I wear anything, like I'm talking, I'm not talking about like a rated R outfit. I'm talking about 
a PG outfit, I look NC-17. <laughs> no matter what you wear, you look NC-17. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, I am I'm mean, once I cross over G, which is like full yeah. hoodie sweatshirt in actual large men's size, once I cross to PG, it's NC-17. <laughs> so I'm excited that I could like wear a sundress and look yeah. sunny and not look like, you know, make my ass clap, <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm. That's what I'm going for, Shawnee. As I'm going for undercover provocateur. Not. No, you what? <laughs> you killed me, man. You I think that's where we should end. That's a perfect done. ending. May your books be your lover and your and your best friend. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.